Hello, hello. It is I, Evelyn Zool, here at the Mystic Parlor, and we are back with another episode to get you situated with the month ahead of September 2023. As I am recording this on August 30th, 2023, the full moon is currently waxing into culmination at 7 degrees, 24 minutes Pisces. And the full moon this month in Pisces um, features a conjunction with Saturn. It's a waning conjunction, which means that the moon is moving off of its connection to Saturn. So... It's a it is effective, but it's not as effective as if the moon were behind Saturn moving into conjunction or waxing. Uh, however, it's still a part of the full moon cycle. It's there. It's only three something degrees away. So it's certainly a part of what we are experiencing currently. I'm not going to get too much into the full moon because it's happening right now. And by the time you listen to this, you probably won't really care anymore. However, for retrospective purposes, I'll say a few things very quickly. So full moon in Pisces, especially when there's that connection to Saturn, we've been experiencing Saturn in Pisces, which the last time that we had Saturn in Pisces was in 1994. And if we remember that era, it was a time of wonderful nihilism, where there was an air of depression in the atmosphere and the ethers. Saturn depresses wherever it is, and Pisces is our divine connection to source, spirit, and our union with all. Whatever you want to call it, God, goddess, Gaia, what have you. There is a Saturnian hold on the human psyche around hope right now. And with this full moon, we're trying to find and access that sense of hope and connection to something deeper and more meaningful in life. For instance, last night, I know I this is going to surprise you maybe, but I have not read the Tibetan Book of the Dead. You'd think that would have been one of the first books I read coming out of the womb. However, I have not. And I started listening to an audio recording of it and was reflecting on how full moon in Pisces this is, especially with the Saturnian connection of a somber, realistic, and quote-unquote scientific approach to death and dying. It's actually quite comforting for me to learn about the death and dying process as a past life regressionist, um, you know, that's a part of the process. And it's fascinating to me to learn about these alternate pathways and processes in the afterlife that this group of spiritual devotees have for centuries been studying 
So the fact that they have this really wonderful reference and resource material for their experiences with the afterlife and the other side, it's really, it, it really helps to create some sort of structure or vision. You know what I mean? Pisces. The details, putting all the details together to create a, a, a pamphlet. So that's also what the full moon in Pisces is, is perhaps some of us may be reconnecting with what we feel is our spiritual lineage or an interest that we have in some form of spirituality. So Saturn here with the full moon in Pisces, I think is helping us to become more strict with our needs and our wants and our expectations, especially when it comes to our spiritual practices and more discerning as well. Um, discerning where the information we are receiving comes from and discerning around who is teaching or what the legacy is of where the teachings are coming from. So September. September is a month of, I don't know, I, I don't have a hard time wrapping up a month with a few words. However, we've got Venus stationing direct this month. We've got Jupiter stationing retrograde. We also have Venus making some difficult aspects to Jupiter and Uranus. We've got Mercury moving into morning star phase. And I'll get more into all of that, of course. But this month, I guess if I had to put it into a few key words, would be, man, radical messages coming through. And also a reorientation of our relationship to sex, gender, and femininity. Also, Venus being, and Jupiter, of course, being the two benefits of the cosmos for us in our solar system, is money and finance and the financial markets. So we'll get into that, what that all means. But we also have new moon in Virgo halfway through the month and then a full moon in Aries at the end of the month. The other thing going on is Mercury is stationing direct and then conjuncting the sun. All right, let's, let's get into it. Okay, let's start out with September 3rd. September 3rd, which is from the date of this recording, about four days from now, Venus stations direct. Thank the gods. Honestly, as a Venusian, this Venus retrograde is not fun. I don't have a good time. A lot of people don't have a good time. Venus retrograde 
oh, it can stir up a lot of insecurities, especially in Leo. Our looks, how we feel about ourselves, our relationship to youth and beauty and longevity all come up to surface during Venus retrograde. Also, our insecurities around money and our insecurities around how we look or how we come off to people is very much a Venus retrograde experience in Leo and also insecurities in love and our deservingness or value when it comes to partnership and relationships. So Venus turning direct, I welcome it wholeheartedly. Venus is going to turn direct at 12 degrees, 12 minutes Leo at 6.20 p.m. Pacific daytime for those who want to know. And Venus has, so the direct, the retrograde and the direct degrees are very important. Of course, more so the, the retrograde degree because when you look at the retrograde degree, that is the degree that the planet is going to eventually come back to. So you're going to meet up with the same degree point once the planet goes direct and then crosses over that degree again. So Venus went retrograde at 28 degrees in Leo on July 23rd, 2023. So go ahead and take a look at your birth chart and see what you've got going on at 28 degrees Leo or 28 degrees of any of the fixed signs, which is Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Because if you have something at those degrees, that means that you're probably going to experience and feel this Venus direct much more intensely. So even if you have something around the degrees or even I would say anywhere between 22-ish degrees to those fixed signs up into maybe like two degrees into the, follow the mutables, you'll experience a shift, a, a very noticeable shift. Also in this phase, Venus is now a morning star direct. So Venus has been in her morning star phase for the last couple of weeks after her conjunction with the sun. And what Venus does is she brings out all of the wisdom and all of the insights around the Leo archetypal energy for us to confront and confront or integrate within ourselves. So when we think of Leo, you can think of, of course, the positive optimistic sides of Leo, but then also the shadow, um, shallower sides of Leo that have all been coming up to surface for the last couple of weeks for us while Venus was retrograde. So now that she's direct, Views on feminism, gender expression, sexuality are going to be more tangible. For the last few weeks, you may have been feeling a bit of a stirring or a bit of a change or shift in your perspectives and ideas around those things. 
Venus in Leo is the more flamboyant, overexpressive sides of femininity or the feminine or, you know, and that's not be, that's not saying woman, that's saying feminine. So men can be feminine, women can be femi feminine, we can all be feminine. This is what's being brought up, the feminine expression in all people. So we may have experienced some, I mean, Venus retrograde in Leo, I, I believe would be some steps backwards, um, some, maybe some regression in our views around that, having to go back and reorient or reconsider our own personal relationship to those views. Um, and now with Venus Direct, there's a bit more confidence in owning up, showing up, showing ourselves, showing our gifts. And to that Venus retrograde period, as I was mentioning, is bringing up parts of us that we're ashamed of, that we want to hide, that we are rejecting within ourselves. This becomes more, we have more pride in that as Venus turns direct. It's accepting how we are being viewed through the lens of others. And there's less shame and guilt around being seen and standing out. There's less worries around how other people will see us. And so therefore, more overt kind of grand expressions of this pride. Um, let's see, also financially, Venus Direct is much more optimistic. When Venus is direct, there's pessimism around currencies and finance. So you might see some more showboating, more spending happening with Venus Direct. The interesting thing about this, however, is that the other planet that's connected to spending and money is Jupiter and Taurus. And the next day, September 4th, Jupiter turns retrograde. So Though we do have Venus going direct, which is going to help finances a bit for, for people, we do have Jupiter retrograde, so it's kind of, you know, it's a give and a take. Okay, what are we giving in order to receive? Um, Jupiter retrograde on September 4th hits at 15 degrees, 35 minutes, Taurus. And if you really want the details, it's at 7, 10 a.m., Jupiter will be retrograde until December 31st, and so that's the rest of the year. This is going to be a large chunk, and when we see a Jupiter retrograde during the holiday season, that's not looking too hopeful or optimistic regarding markets, spending, retail. When it comes to the more interpersonal part of Jupiter retrograde, we are going to see a shift in our beliefs around finance and money. We may have to also combat and deal with any insecurities within our own personal abilities to make money. And what that looks like for everyone on an individual basis is going to be different. It depends on where Jupiter is in your chart to get a bigger, well-rounded picture. However, in general, this Jupiter retrograde 
is a reintegration of the beliefs that we have around something. Um, it's also looking more deeply at our own personal beliefs rather than being in reception to other people's. So when Jupiter goes retrograde, it's a time to take a step back from like over receiving new thoughts, new beliefs, listening to people, other people's opinions about things and hone in really intimately with your own truth and what's important for you. So for instance, you know, when it comes to money and finance, if you are someone who is questioning, considering like job moves or big purchases, this is the time for you to take a step back from considering other people's perspectives as being more valuable than your own. The other thing too is the shift and change around beauty standards. Because Jupiter is in Taurus, Taurus deals with the feminine again, beauty, a relationship to the material world, the land that we're standing on, and also food. So you might be changing your beliefs around diet and food and nutrition. And that is also an interesting thing because very shortly after Jupiter turns retrograde, we have a Venus Leo square Jupiter in Taurus, um, which I will get more into later. I'm going to go chronologically. But that's something to keep in mind is that this whole period of September is like money shifting all over the place. Shifting money, shifting relationship to money, shifting your relationship to your beliefs around money and how you can make it and how it feels for you and whether or not you're worthy of it, right? Um, so a couple of days after Jupiter stations retrograde, we have Mercury conjuncting the sun in its retrograde motion. So this heralds a time when Mercury moves into morning star phase along with Venus. So we've got both of the little devils in their morning star phases wreaking havoc, <laughs> causing confusion, um, changing perceptions, changing ideas, flipping things upside down, turning things on their head regarding things around Leo and Virgo. So the big thing that comes to mind, especially with Mercury retrograde conjuncting the sun, which personally I haven't really heard much of, but I have a lot of clients who are affected by this, which is the writer's strike happening in Hollywood. We are now finally starting to see a the fall off from the writer's strike. It took a while, and to be completely honest, I don't know exactly when it started, but it would be interesting to tie that in line with the Mercury transits. 
because Mercury is writing, information, data, talking. Mercury conjuncting the sun is a time when there's an integration of a new awareness or new information that comes to light. So when Mercury is in its morning star phase, especially retrograde, it is called Prometheus. Prometheus is the god that gave the wisdom of fire to humanity, which completely changed the way that humans conceptualized their reality. When Mercury conjuncts the sun in retrograde, it's a time when there's going to be confusing information, new information, new awareness that comes out that is going to be at first unbelievable, hard to believe or hard to digest, Virgo. Um, But as the days go by, it'll be easier and easier and it'll integrate a bit more into our consciousness. The reason why I brought the writer's strike up is because I'm curious and I'm wondering if maybe we're going to get some more information around the writer's strike or if there's going to be some movement that we see around agreements for the writer's strike. The sun in a mundane chart represents the authority or the president or the king or ruler. So I wonder if there's going to be some information that comes into the hands of some higher up authority that does have a say in the strike. And I do believe there are a few other strikes happening too. But of course, the media is totally washed over. So all we've been hearing about is, I don't know, Mitch McConnell glitching on stage or something. Um, And also all these crazy weather um, events that have been happening throughout the month. But we're going to hear more more around strikes that are happening. Because Virgo also connects us to workers' rights, healthcare, healthcare workers, people who work within the service industry. So we'll see more information come to light around their conditions and what they also demands, what their needs are, and also how to move forward. Um, but keep in mind, the, this day, September 6th, is an unveiling of wisdom, an unveiling of information. And interestingly, too, Mercury makes a trine to Jupiter. And what is Jupiter? It's belief. It's our philosophy. It's also politics. So I do think we'll find some, I don't know, maybe, you know, the candidates here, the, I don't know, the Republicans or the Democrats, like, I don't know, maybe a big talking point is workers' rights, you know? Maybe that's just, like, as simple as it gets um, for the mundane world. But on a personal level, keep your ears open and keep your heart, I don't know, on the sky. (laughs) The next date that we have here is September 14th. 
this is our new moon in Virgo. So this new moon is at 21 degrees 58 minutes in Virgo at 6.39 p.m. My three favorite numbers. And the new moon will be opposing Neptune. So interesting, right? Full moon is conjunct Saturn. New moon opposing Neptune. Such wildly different energies. Whereas the Saturn full moon conjunction was about building, structuring, creating a de definitive perspective or belief, getting grounded. Now the new moon in Virgo is going to be pulling against those Neptunian fluid washing away energies that are going to pull us out or want to take us out of our groundedness and expand and open up our awareness around more possibilities. The Neptune opposition to this full moon is going to create a frustration around doing what's right and practical and versus what is based in a dream or based on an idea that's not proven. Another aspect to this full moon, new moon is that there's a grand earth trine involved with Pluto and Uranus. Pluto and Uranus are both retrograde. So this new moon is going, is ripe for change. Change, newness, a change in power dynamics, a change in cultural views around power. And the third deacon of Virgo is connected to the Ten of Pentacles. So the Ten of Pentacles is a card that is about your legacy and what you have to leave behind. On the mundane scale, it feels as though there's a really beautiful opportunity for power dynamics and changes to move over into the next generation so that there could be a passing over of legacy. So it's like there's a new beginning in huge, long-term, expansive control. So for example, there might be a lot of like, you know, long-standing CFOs, presidents, uh, people in power, people in authority standing down or passing the baton over or handing off their legacy over to the next um, generation. The God knows we need that, especially in Congress. The new moon in Virgo also is a time for us in the Northern Hemisphere when we are preparing for the next cycle. And with that trying to Pluto, the planet of death in the underworld, how appropriate is it that, you know, Virgo comes right before fall, before the equinox, before we come into our season of death, um, you know, it's a time where we're 
we're uh, fine-tuning our resources, fine-tuning, prepping for the end of the season, organizing, preserving, setting oneself up for success into the next season. So this is like getting all the last bits and details put together before it's time to take on new responsibilities. The next day, on September 16th, Venus and Jupiter, though, we have our two benefits in our relational signs. So Venus rules Taurus and Jupiter's uh, by element ruler of Leo, fire, fire. And they're in discord with one another. What does this bring in for us? One, it could even just be something for you in regards to how you look. You might want to change your whole wardrobe. You might hate the haircut that you got while Venus was retrograde. You might want to completely change your image. You might want to change and shift the way that you're perceived by your fellow peers or your, the people you work with. Um, either way, there's some sort of a discord between the way that you are presenting yourself or your artistic expression and your beliefs. So something to consider also with our, um, if you are in the arts, if you're in a visual art or even like music, mostly visual though with these, if you're in the visual arts, you know, use this energy as inspiration because this could be a really potent time to create something wonderful, create something very meaningful and impactful. Moving right along, we've got the equinox on September 22nd. So the sun enters Libra on September 22nd at... 11.50 p.m. This is when, this is the day that is our equinox, so day and night are equal, and it's in Libra, and the air, other equinoxes in Aries. The poetry of the equinox, how the spring equinox is in, in Aries, which is about initiation starting the having the the inspiration of fire within to go out and explore and create something and then the whole journey of the sun from aries to libra is within the first half of the zodiac associated with your personal relationship to yourself. Libra represents the first divide or the first polarity between the signs in the zodiac and is a sign that represents other. So starting in Libra, we are now moving through the second half of the zodiac, which has everything to do with our relationship to others in every way, shape, and form, whether that be our relationship to other people's beliefs, money, success, 
views of us and perceptions of us, um, joint goals and spiritual views. And when the sun moves into Libra, it's the first sign that is now opening up our eyes to everything other than ourself. Our vision and our perspective is now externalized. And that's why relationships are an external manifestation of our relationship to ourselves. And that's what Libra represents. Libra represents our internal selves manifest external of us through our relationships. And that's all there is, really. I mean, this is coming from a Libra moon Taurus. When it involves others, that direct mirrored reflection of our inner selves through the eyes of another person, it's validating, it's um, self-actualizing, and the equinoxes are such important times on our earth, our relationship to the sun and the moon, and how those are conjoined within us. It's all very beautiful and poetic. <laughs> so the next date that we've got is the full moon in Aries. So the full moon is on September 29th at 2.57 a.m., and that's at six degrees Aries. So this is a very important full moon because this is, it's not an eclipse and it's not a penumbral eclipse either. Um, however, this is the full moon that is going to illuminate or shine a light on what the eclipses are going to bring for us next year. Also, this full moon has Venus squaring Uranus. So this is our second Venus difficult aspect through the month. And it's all about a change in the dynamics and how you show up in relationships. And it's also a change in dynamics with how you view yourself in relationships. So again, that's going to be wildly different for everybody. All I can say as an example is... When it comes to, let's say, a romantic partnership, um, let's say a relationship that you've been in for a long time, um, and you notice that there's certain patterns and dynamics between the two of you that just seems to repeat over and over and over again. Um, these are patterns and dynamics that maybe irritate you or cause frustration or grief or sadness. Well, this Venus square Uranus is going to take you outside like force you to see what you're contributing to that pattern so that you can integrate the shadow within yourself. Um, you know, this happens a lot too. The equinoxes teach us and show us how we are rejecting parts of ourselves because that oftentimes will show up in an adversary, enemy, um, frenemy, <laughs> or someone that you just don't get along with very well. Usually we not like instinctually reject somebody from a certain trait or behavior pattern that we see that we don't like because 
there's something about that behavior pattern that reminds us of, our, of ourselves. So this full moon in Aries is going to illuminate, illuminate that and also allow us to have the opportunity to change how we express ourselves in these dynamics in order to get a new outcome. Because you know what they say, you're doing something over and over and over again, getting the same results, expecting a different one. That's called insanity. So... This full moon will allow us to step outside of those insane patterns. If you're someone that's uh, questioning, why do I always attract this type of person or these types of friends? Well, full moon in Aries, September 29th. You, you will get your answer. We also have Mars conjunct the south node squaring Pluto. This is a finality. This is a stop doing that thing over and over again. This is a you need to cut it out. This is a let's finally get over it day. <laughs> the continual dis discord or continual arguments or the same. If you've been having a reoccurring argument with someone for years on end or even through the year, this is the day to just put it to bed, finalize it, stop talking about it, and use that as a building block for change, for the way that you relate to people. Pluto and Mars squares are pretty discordant and forceful, and that actually happens on October 8th. Whoa, that's fun and exciting, right in time for my solar return. <laughs> so the Pluto-Mars square, we're going to feel the beginnings of that, and it's going to hit exactly October 8th. But on the full moon is when we will probably get the realization of what needs to end and what needs to finally be done with. When the Mars hits that south node, exact, which is October 4th, and I know I'm going into the next month a bit. I'll talk more about it, of course, in October for the October monthly forecast, but we're coming up to it during the full moon, so I wanted to talk about it now. When the Mars is conjunct the south node, it's people coming from the past, mostly men and, are, and uh, male figures um, that are needing some kind of resolve, are needing some kind of closure so this could also be on a grander or bigger scale or, you know, a spiritual kind of scale for humanity, our relationship to the masculine, our relationship to the divine masculine and what that is and changing our views around that. The divine masculine is something that I've been hearing people talking a bit more about. It makes sense because we've got the North Node in Aries. So, of course, we're going to be coming up with and talking about and discerning and trying to understand more about what the divine masculine means because we have been focusing so much on the divine feminine for so long. It's like, well, how do we integrate the divine masculines within ourselves? So this is also a time from the full moon on when we probably will hear more discourse and more information around the masculine and also men, men's issues, men's health. Um, the thing that also comes up with that Pluto square Mars is suicide. 
um, the suicide rates among men. And that topic is going to be very, very important, very serious come the full moon. So we're going to have to start talking about men's issues. We're going to have to start talking about men's health, um, also men's reproduction, reproductive issues <clears throat> as well. We're going to have to consider and talk about what that means for us as a society as a whole. Okay, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful month. If you'd like a, to book a reading with me, you can do so on themysticparlor.com. Have a wonderful September and... See ya on the other side.